Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native, and welcome to season two of the Effortless English Show. For a free text transcript of this show, go to the Effortless English blog at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Now, I know you sometimes feel stressed about your English. You feel frustrated. You feel like you want to be better. You want your fluency to be better. You want your pronunciation to be better. You want your spoken grammar to be better. And you get frustrated because you feel like you're not improving fast enough. You notice all of your mistakes. You notice when you can't understand television show or movies or a YouTube video and you get frustrated by that too and because in general you have very high standards you have high goals you want to get a high score on the TOEFL perhaps or most of all you want to speak like a native speaker you want to sound like me now a few years ago I was living on the island of Maui in Hawaii and I decided I wanted to learn to kite surf. So kite surfing is where you have like a big parachute tied to your, connected to your body, your waist. And then on your feet you have a board, looks like a snowboard, kind of a a type of surfboard. And the, the kite, the parachute, pulls you through the water and you ride on top of the board. That's the idea. Well, it was very difficult for me to learn. In fact, I needed about, it was 16 to 18 lessons until I could finally stand up and ride the board and control the kite. So it was a very long, difficult process for me to learn how to kite surf. But finally, I did it. So I got up. And I would go out to the beach almost every day to go kite surfing. I was very excited to finally be able to do it. But then something strange happened. Even after accomplishing this great goal to finally be able to ride, to be able to kite surf independently by myself, even after I accomplished this, I noticed I started getting frustrated. I started looking around at other kite surfers who were better than me. And wow, they were doing all of these cool tricks, right? Like they would jump up into the air and pull on their kite and they would fly through the air, let the the wind carry them for a long time. And some of them would jump very, very, very high in the air and they would stay up in the air for a very long time. It's a really cool trick in kite surfing. And so I would try to do it. 
I knew basically how you're supposed to do it. But every time I tried to do a big jump, I would crash. I'd go up and then I would land and crash and my board would go flying and I'd get water in my nose. <coughs> again and again and again. Eventually, I learned to do very little small jumps, but I could never do the big high jumps and to stay up in the air a long time. It got really frustrating and I got really irritated watching all these other guys doing these cool tricks that I just couldn't do. And they were doing other cool tricks too, really cool turns where there's a thing called a toe side turn where they would flip their board to the other side and do this really nice big turn. I tried doing that. Again, I crashed every single time. And then some of those guys and women, they would get out there and they would surf big waves, right? Some days there would be big waves and they would jump over the waves and they would turn around and they would surf down the big waves. And for me, I already knew the big waves were too dangerous. I couldn't even do the small waves for a long time. So if there were big waves, I avoided them. But again, I was frustrated. And it really was hurting my enjoyment of kite surfing quite a bit. Until one day, it was this beautiful, clear, blue sky day on the island of Maui. The water was this incredible deep blue with little little parts where, that were like aqua-colored, light blue or bluish-green. Amazing. And I got out there, I got on my kite board, got out and started riding out into the water. And I got out for a ways and then I turned around to come back towards the beach. Usually you go back and forth, back and forth when kite surfing. Don't want to go too far out. So I went out kind of far and then I turned around and was coming back with the wind pulling me back towards the beach, towards the island. And I looked down on my right side at the water and I saw a sea turtle right near the top of the water swimming, right? And very close to me. So I got super close to this sea turtle. And I was like, oh, amazing, cool, look, a sea turtle right there, right out in the wild. And I'm out here in the water with this sea turtle. Then I looked up towards the island and the island was just this incredible, brilliant green color. Maui, from the beach, you look out, there's the beach, which was perfect white sand. And then after that, green and then a, one big mountain, the big old volcano. And also just covered in green on this beautiful, clear, sunny day. And of course, the deep blue water in front of me. And I felt just so peaceful and so happy. And then I, I came up over just a little wave, came up behind it and surfed down this little wave, which is this great feeling to, to kind of glide down, to slide or surf down a little wave. It was a very small wave, but I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. This very free, peaceful feeling. And that's when I suddenly felt this feeling of gratitude of appreciation for what I could already do, for just having the experience to be out there, riding out there on that perfect day, seeing the sea turtles, that incredible view, even surfing just little waves. What a beautiful, incredible experience.
and I realized it didn't matter if I couldn't do the big difficult tricks. It didn't matter at that moment if I couldn't do super high jumps and great turns and, and surf huge waves and all of that stuff. That already I had accomplished a lot. That already it was an amazing experience and that I should just enjoy it and appreciate it. And of course, you know, in the future I could still try to improve, still try to learn those tricks, but not to ruin the whole experience, destroy the whole experience by being frustrated all the time. Let me take a quick Twitter question, and then we'll talk more about this story and specifically about you and your English, and how does this story connect to you and your English? Okay, our Twitter question. Let's see. We got our Twitter question. Twitter question is from at Mart Canfer. That's the Twitter ID, at Mart Canfer. And Mart asks, do you think watching interviews on YouTube is a good way to learn English? Is it a good way to learn English to watch interviews on YouTube? For example, maybe watching talk shows. Yes. My answer is yes. I've got a little bug in my face. <laughs> the answer is yes. This, that's a great way to learn English. The reason I like interviews or talk shows, you can hear there's a dog barking over here. <laughs> I'm outside here. By the way, I am in uh, Encinitas, California. This is a little surf town in Southern California. And I'm just outside enjoying it. You might hear some extra noises because I'm outside. A little dog barking. There's some people talking. Airplanes flying, there's a train that goes by, so I'm sorry about the extra noises. Back to the question. Are interviews and talk shows a good way to learn English? Yes, yes, yes. Why? Why do I like them? Because the English used in talk shows and interviews is usually very conversational. It's very, very natural, normal, casual, oftentimes, English conversation. It's the kind of English we typically use in normal conversations. Especially on like those late night talk shows like Conan O'Brien or Jimmy Fallon, you know, The Tonight Show, um, Jimmy Kimmel, Ellen. Those, some, there's the daytime ones also. Ellen's a daytime one. But, but they're really great because they're kind of joking. Usually the host is a comedian. So they're more casual. It's not formal interview like on the news. Sometimes a news interview, if you like on CNN or the BBC or something, those interviews are often very formal, right? Very serious. And so it's not really the normal everyday English that we use in conversations. But talk shows, because they're more casual, they are actually much closer to the normal, everyday, casual English we use. You'll hear more jokes, you'll hear more idioms, you'll hear more slang. The pronunciation style, the speed, everything is much more natural. So yes, you can use and study talk shows and interviews, especially the casual ones, like the late night talk shows. Those are great. Now, I especially recommend that you use my movie technique when you're learning with an interview or a talk show. You can look at some of my other videos on my blog where I talk about the movie technique. I describe it in my book also. Basically, you're watching the same video again and again many times and studying the phrases and learning everything completely. So definitely, it's a good question. Should you use interviews or talk shows 
for learning English. Excellent, yes. Let's go back to my story and your English learning. Now, one of the key things, you know, when I, when I accomplished my goal of, of becoming, let's say, an intermediate kite surfer, I was still frustrated. Why? Because I started comparing myself to everybody else who was better. Right? I, I didn't really appreciate my progress and my current skill initially. And here's the thing. I know that you do this too. I know so many English learners do the same. That even though they are already quite good, they're still frustrated. And they destroy their enjoyment of English because they're always looking at people who are better. And of course, the worst is when you always compare yourself to a native speaker like me. Well, of course I'm better. I've been speaking English since I was a baby, a couple of years old. So it's not always great to do that. It's good to have a high goal, certainly, but not if it frustrates you, not if it makes you unhappy all the time. See, you have already accomplished a lot with your English. Think about it. Right now, you are listening to a show in English, 100% English. I am speaking English with my normal voice at my normal speed. You are understanding most of what I say. Wow, that's incredible. That's a very great accomplishment. You've already done something great just to be able to understand me. To be able to watch a show like this for 30 minutes or 40 minutes and understand most of it, enjoy it, that's incredible. That's great. To be able to have you know, normal, everyday conversations, also, that's a great accomplishment. You should be grateful for that. Just, when I, just as when I was out on, on the ocean that day and I finally realized... This is incredible, you know, this is an incredible thing. I should enjoy this. I should appreciate it. I should be grateful. As should you with your English. Be grateful for what you already can do, for what you already understand. When you have this attitude of being grateful, when you have this attitude of appreciating, then... You will enjoy English more. Learning English and improving English will be more fun, more relaxing. And in fact, therefore, you will learn and improve faster because you're enjoying it. When you're stressed and frustrated, it slows down your learning, right? It, it hurts your motivation. If something is stressful and not enjoyable, you really don't want to do it so much. But when you love it, when you enjoy it, when you appreciate what you can already do, the whole process becomes more fun, more relaxing. And then you're doing English just because you like it, just because you enjoy it. And that's when you start learning faster and faster. You start reading more and more and more because you like it. You start listening more and more and more, watching more videos more and more and more just because you like it, just because you enjoy it. When you have the chance, you have conversations just because you enjoy it and like it and appreciate your own skill. And when you do that, 
you will learn much faster. You will improve much faster. So having this attitude of gratitude, having this attitude of appreciation, appreciating what you can already do, it's important because it will help you improve faster. All right. So do your best to appreciate what you can already do. Let's talk about the code and mission of Effortless English. We have a code and we have a mission in the Effortless English community or family. Our code, number one, we do the best we can. Number two, we do the right thing. Number three, we show each other we care. These are kind of our rules, our guidelines for our international community, our international family. We don't insult each other. We appreciate each other. We help each other. Maybe that's on Twitter. Maybe that's in YouTube comments. Maybe that's in the comments on my website. Certainly for our VIP members and our Power English and Original Course members and Learn Real English members, all of them. We're always helping each other and saying good things to each other. That is our code. We also have a mission, a deeper purpose. Of course, our main mission, our simple, obvious mission is to improve English. My mission is to help you improve your English. The mission of our members and fans is to improve their own English. But more than that, we have a deeper mission to explore new opportunities for growth, which means to always be learning our whole lives, to bring confidence, vitality, and happiness to people all over the world. Right? So it means making everybody in the world a little happier, doing our best to contribute to help other people in the world, maybe our friends and family, other effortless English members, even people we don't know. And finally, to boldly go where we have never gone before. This means that we live life in it with an adventurous spirit. We, we like to get out and travel, to meet new people, to connect with people from other cultures, from, who speak other languages. This is one of the great things about English. It's the international language. We want to use it to have a fun, interesting life connecting with people from all over the world. So, thank you very much. I hope you have enjoyed today's show, the beginning of Season 2. For a free text transcript of this show, go to the Effortless English blog at effortlessenglishclub.com. Dot com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com See you next time.